Hey, and welcome to the Meditations and Musings podcast. I'm Elena Lipson. I'm a mama, I'm a wife, and I'm the founder of the Divine Self-Care Circle membership and the Virtual Retreat Academy. I don't believe that you have to sacrifice your body, your health, or your family in order to create true abundance and prosperity. I believe in living based on the divine feminine metrics of success, and these include pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. Each week, I'll bring you one to two new episodes. One of these will be a guided meditation that you don't have to do on the meditation pillow, and the other will be a conversation to help you access your inner wisdom, to ignite abundance, and inspire others to do the same. I invite you to join me on this journey back to the magic of a divinely aligned and well-cared-for you. And now, join me for today's episode. Welcome back to the Meditations and Musings podcast. This is Elena Lipson, your self-care coach and your inner work mentor. I have a short and sweet but really important message for you today. I want to talk to you about what happens when you break promises to yourself, how you can turn it around, and why it's important to stay really gentle with this. I'm going to just adjust my mic here for a second, so hopefully that didn't create too much noise for you. So what do I mean by a promise? It really could be the smallest of things to the biggest, loftiest goal that you have. But what I'm going to talk about today specifically is the tiny little promises that we make and break to ourselves and what happens when we do that and what you can do to be, like I said, gentler, kinder, and more open to being super intentional with the promises that you make and also just know that we're really, really human and we're going to make mistakes that we're going to learn from and we're going to be fallible, essentially. So first, let's go back to what I mean by promise. It can be anything from, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and go to the gym. I'm going to write in my journal tonight. I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to um, make that appointment that I need to go get a checkup. I need to go have my teeth cleaning done. I want to go start and declutter my closet today. It could be a myriad of promises. And this isn't promises to other people because I guarantee you, if you're like me and the many, many women I've worked with over the last decade and, and beyond, you're probably really good at keeping promises to other people. It's kind of this weird paradox, right? You know how to keep a promise to someone else because you don't want to disappoint that person. And you want to feel like you are, you know, giving them what you said you're going to give them. You're going to not cancel that lunch date with your friend. You're not going to do, I mean, unless something happens, right? But you're much more likely to keep a promise to someone else than you are to yourself. And there's a couple of reasons why we do that. One is it's much easier to break a promise to ourselves, right? You just think you're going to do it. You don't do it. Nothing really that dramatic happens if you break a promise to yourself. Nothing dramatic in the moment, 
but it's a slippery slope. It's like a little bit of a snowball effect if you need a visual. In the beginning, the snowball is not that big. It's probably tiny. One little broken promise here, one little broken promise there. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden, a week later, a month later, a year later, five years later, you all of a sudden have the weight of a massive snowball that you're trying to push back up the mountain. And now doing that thing feels much heavier. It feels like you've disappointed yourself so much that you don't even believe yourself when you make a promise anymore. And so the next logical step is just to stop having goals and promises and things you want to do because you don't even believe that you can do it. So it's actually a self-fulfilling prophecy, which means that you make the promise, you break the promise, then you say, see, I broke the promise. So I might as well not make a promise. <laughs> it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy because you're predicting what you're going to do based on past behavior. So this is where I want to ask you to just stop. Stop. Big red stop sign in your mind. Because I want to invite you to believe the truth, which is your present and your future is not predicted by your past. Yes, you might have broken promises to yourself in the past. And you'll probably break a few in the future. But you do not have to let that snowball continue. In fact, you can just melt it, just like that, poof, melt it. Put a blow dryer on it, put a big sun in the sky, it's gone, okay? The reason why I want you to melt that sucker is because living in the past, based on what you've done or have not done in the past, is not going to get you anywhere that you want to go. And we all make mistakes. We all break promises to ourselves. It's a very human thing to do because our mind is sort of kind of working against us. And here's why. Our mind, our ego, our subconscious is, is a series of habits based on staying comfy cozy in the past and continuing to do exactly what, you, what you've done before. Until you break that pattern, until you break that meaning from the pattern, you are going to stay stuck there, whether you want to or not, right? Because you're like, why wouldn't I do the thing I know is good for me, right? Like meditation, yoga, walking, all the, we know all the good things to do. I don't need to tell you the benefits of meditation and exercising and eating well, and yet why is it that so many people struggle with exactly those things? I'm gonna to meditate today, okay? It lasted for two days and then done, right? Like You know good things in your life and some of those you do and a lot of them you don't do. And that's because change can be hard. Now, I'm gonna give you a little asterisk there. For some people, changing in certain areas can be really easy and some people changing in other areas can be really difficult. For example, for some people, making dietary changes can be really easy. For some people, it could be a massive struggle. If you want some really good guidance around this, there's a book that I have all of my clients read and everyone in my circle read, and it's on one of our divine book list books. It's called The Big Leap. It's the second book we read every single year. It's one of the books we reread every year because in The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks talks about um, why we stop at a certain level of success or accomplishment, um, and how it's such a subconscious thing that we do 
And in order to move beyond it, we have to recognize and identify something called the upper limit problem. So I'm not going to get into that whole thing right now, but if you want to start somewhere on this journey of like, okay, why do I keep sabotaging myself? Why do I keep making promises to myself and not keeping them? This is a great book to start with and read and reread, but not just read it, like actually take a chapter, think about it, journal about it, speak to someone about it. Um, if you want to do it with a group of women who are really focused on, on creating a life they love on, you know, by design from the inside out, I invite you to join the circle. We read this book every year, so we can do it together. It's one of the most profound life-shifting books, one of many that we read each year together. So back to why we break promises to ourselves. It's because we're used to doing it. We know how it feels and change can be really difficult for some people in some areas of life. For me too, I'm not like telling you something that I don't do myself, right? For me, I find that the more I can remember that I'm very human and that when I break a promise to myself, it's not because I'm a bad person, it's not because I suck and it's not because you know, I'm stupid. It's not because I'm weak. It's not because anything negative about myself. It's just because I'm trying to rewire a habit that has a deep groove in my brain. And in order to rewire a new habit, you need to understand how habits are rewired. One of the things that we do in the circle is we, we go into um, visualization and hypnosis and meditations because those are some of the very, very proven methodologies and modalities to help us identify and shift and claim, it's built into the framework that I teach because it's, again, it's not like you're deciding to change your life and in a minute it changes, right? There's a reason why change has so much support. There's coaches and there's trainers and therapists. And um, even with all that support, people do backslide into things that they don't want to do and break promises to themselves again and again and again. But I want to just point out one thing that I want to motivate you to think about this a little bit more. When you consistently make and break promises to yourself, something actually really sad happens with ourselves. And I've had this happen many times. Is that you lose a little bit of that trust in yourself, that personal integrity piece. Now, integrity and trust are two of my top core values in life. And so in that moment, because all it takes when you're making a decision to keep a promise or not, most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, there's like a three-second window. I call it a three-second window of courage to make a decision, to say yes or no. To say, I'm going to do this, or no, I think I'm going to do it tomorrow, or no, I'm just going to watch another Netflix show instead of doing that, editing that chapter of my book. It's a very small window, and it's crucial that when you have that idea of something that you want to do, and it becomes a promise you want to keep to yourself, that you take action on it within a very short window of time, even if it's just that one next step. So for example, what I do is like I think it's been probably a week and a half now, um, I finally decided to start going back to the gym again, right? This is November, 2020, so we're still in a pandemic. My gym has been open for months and months and months, and I just decided I wasn't comfortable going to the gym, so I've been working out at home, which just wasn't really cutting it for me in terms of my energy levels and 
releasing stress and I've been starting to experience some anxiety, which is a new thing for me. And I just, I really knew intuitively that I needed to go like lift some weights and just stay committed to a new, like really take my, my physical routine to the next level. And so I decided to stop making excuses, put on the mask and just go to the gym early, early in the morning when there's not a lot of people there. And I just, one day I just did it. Like I, I woke up, the alarm rang. <laughs> I was like, I'm going. And what I realized was, and I knew this, and I've done this before, and I used to wake up at 5.45 in the morning when I was younger to go to the gym every morning. So I know I've got the capacity to make those difficult like choices in the moment. Um, so I knew I could do it because I've done it before, but I've also let myself sleep in for a long time now because that's what my nervous system needed. And now I just felt like I needed something different. So what I do now is when the alarm rings in the morning, I can see the window opening of just that little three to five seconds of courage. And I just go like five, four, three, two, one, level up, right? You know that song. <laughs> it's like a meme that's all over the place. And it just pops me out of bed because I, I have committed to leveling up my physical health and wellness because the anxiety that I was experiencing, which came in the form of heartburn and just like uh, physical pressure in my chest, I did not like it. And I knew that my body was calling me to do something different. So over the last, I think week and a half that I've been going to the gym, that symptom only came up maybe once or twice in the whole week and a half. So I know that I'm heading in the right direction. And every day that I chose to do this, five, four, three, two, one, level up, mm, level up, right? Every day that I chose to do this validates and strengthens that groove in my brain of this new habit. And so I do everything, here's something you're going to do. This is kind of where we're going to move into a little bit of a solution area or, or maybe some ideas that can help you. One of the things that I do to help me do this particular one habit is I set myself up for success the night before. And this is what I talk about when I teach my magic morning habit. If you want to wake up and have a magic morning habit, the trick is to set yourself up the night before. Make sure you have a journal nearby. Make sure you have a timer for meditation if that's what you want to do, and a blanket and pillows if you want to meditate you know, in a certain, a certain way. Um, that you have a pen, more than one pen, because I run out of pens all the time. So I need to have extra pens. So in the case of working out, for me, I make sure that I have my workout clothes ready in my bathroom, and I love to make myself a cup of hot coffee on the way to the gym, and I don't drink it all. I don't drink it all on the way to the gym, but I have like a quarter of it, and it feels like so warm and soothing, especially now that we're into like 30 degree weather in the morning when I'm on the way to the gym. So I lay out my clothes the night before, I get my coffee stuff set up to make quickly, and I give myself about 20 minutes between wake up and leaving the house. But I have everything ready. I look forward to my podcast that I'm going to listen to. I have my coffee that's hot and ready for me, you know, just in a few minutes to make it. Um, and I have my clothes ready and I set myself up for success because if I had to search for workout clothes, if I had to like figure out where all my coffee stuff was in the morning and I, it would just take me that much longer and I wouldn't get to the gym in time in a, during a time frame that I want to be there when not a lot of people are there. So, and the way I feel over the last week and a half has rippled out into way more than just my physical health, which is a lot. It has rippled out into my mental wellness, 
And this is something we're going to talk a lot more about over the next, you know, several episodes and beyond. We don't talk enough about it, mental wellness and mental um, grounding in good routines in your life to make sure that you are well and supported and not feeling like you have to do everything alone. So because I've made this made and kept this promise to myself, I have felt more present and excited about my work. I can see things now I haven't seen before. I wake up with ideas. I'm constantly having to write down notes. Inspiration is flowing. Opportunities have arrived. I've been invited to these two incredible interviews that I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and literally one of them had the name Magic in it. Um, so I can see doors opening and windows opening for me that are here because I've shifted into a new energy. And a lot of that is because I've kept, I've made and kept a promise to myself. And I feel overall much more resonant in my work, much more present. I've been laughing a lot with my son and my husband more. I've been cooking meals. Like I wasn't, because I was feeling, you know, when you're under anxiety, um, you just kind of feel bad. You know, you want to feel, you want to cocoon. And I just want to like say, there is a time for that, right? You don't want to like push yourself into doing something that you don't want to do because you're not ready to do it. There's a difference. You have to really be able to discern, like, am I just kind of holding myself back here because I'm scared of the next level or because I've just gotten into this routine of making and breaking promises to myself or is what I want in life more important than the excuses that I'm making about it, right? So I've spent more time with friends over the last week and a half. I've been excited to plan things. Like I'm in a new mental space. My capacity to plan and create and be inspired has shifted because of this one promise that I've made to myself that I know has ripple effects in everywhere else. So I'm not saying that you have to go wake up early and go to the gym. What I am saying is just start noticing where your inner guidance system, your intuition has been pointing you over the last few days or week or month or year because you already know you already know what direction what shift what change what pivot you are seeking and what your soul is seeking so how do you tap in first of all the way you tap into that inner knowing of what promise to make to yourself and keep is by shutting out external noise. Turn off the news, stop scrolling social media, and just make some time to be with yourself. In nature, listening to music you love, um, clearing some spaces in your home, just laying down and being okay with taking a nap. I mean, oh, naps are magical. I can't tell you how many naps I took when I was experiencing that physical anxiety because it just felt so bad in my body that I just needed to like lay down on the floor and do all my self-care tools. But even those weren't quite getting me to where I needed to go. I just knew I needed to sweat. I needed to like lift some weights. You know, I, I knew it. I felt it. I heard it in my body but it took me a while to finally do it. So what is it for you that you've been hearing? What is that promise that yet your soul, your spirit, your, you know, your heart is asking you to make and don't just make a promise because you see somebody else doing it. Like really tune into what you need. Tune into what your mind, body, and soul are needing right now. And it could just be one little simple shift change or something you've been meaning to do for a long time and are finally ready to decide to do it. I mean, it could be as simple as like, you know, going to schedule a physical checkup 
in some way that you've been avoiding or having a difficult conversation with somebody in your life that you love. It could be starting that first chapter of the book that you've been wanting to write for a while. It could be anything. It could be starting to go for a walk in nature every day for five minutes or 10 minutes. Um, it could be you know, hiring a coach or a support system or an assistant in your business. It could be anything that you've been meaning to do but haven't quite seen the motivation to do it. So one of the best ways to do it <laughs> To figure this out is for me and what I found really helps is to just grab a pen and paper or a journal and just to start writing set a timer for a few minutes and just at the top of the page just write what I need most right now is and set a timer turn off any distractions put on some music if you need to light a candle to make it a little more sacred and divine but do not stop writing what I need most right now is and then just write I think if you let yourself really slow down and write, but don't stop writing. <laughs> Even if you have to write, I don't know what to write, keep writing. Because what's going to happen is you're going to access that part of you that really wants to be heard. And if you really wanna put yourself in the right energy, don't do it like right now if you're feeling frustrated before you sit down and write. What I love to do is either go for a walk in nature um, I love to um, put on a dance song, like a really one of my favorite dance songs, and I just dance, dance, dance. Like, just you have to move the energy because if you're writing from a frustrated place, all that's going to come out are frustrating thoughts. So, even if you're in a shitty mood right now, that's okay. Put on a music uh, choice or preference that you love. Make sure it's something that you can move your body to. Dance for one or two minutes, like, really shake it out, dance it out, then sit down and write what I really want, what I, what I want most right now is, and then write because you've shifted your energy enough to get into possibility. Because once we're in a loop of negativity, it might be really difficult to pop out of it. Now, if you have um, trouble getting into your body and dancing, then you might need a few songs, right? Maybe you wanna to dance to something a little slower and move your body a little more gracefully. If you haven't done my Magic Morning practice yet, it's still free right now. Um, in that Magic Morning practice or habit, I actually created four curated emotional song lists. So if you haven't grabbed it yet, go to the show notes or go to my Instagram account. In the bio, it's free. It's the three-step Magic Morning habit. Click on it and you'll get an email with an instant download of my workbook, but you can actually just go to that first email that you get and reply. And in that email, there are four playlists. There's Activate, there's Stomp, there's Sensual, and there's Grace. And so whatever you're feeling, there's amazing songs on each list. That's what I use every morning when I dance. So yeah, start there. But I invite you to keep those promises to yourself to stay gentle with yourself when you break them, because you will, because we're human, it's okay. And as always, if you want support on this journey, I would love to have you in the circle where I, I show up live once a week and then we have two group calls a month. And uh, yeah, it's almost our seventh year together and there's a lot of women in there who've been there from the beginning. There's new women stepping in, so you won't be alone. And if you need more guidance, um, step on in and if you're not ready to step on in just keep listening to this podcast and get what you can you know replay this podcast if you need 
but just know that I believe in you. I believe in your unique brilliance. I believe in your unique way of showing up in the world. And that's what I see. That's what I, my intention is to activate that within you in a way that feels good to you. If you need to contact me, you can always do that on Instagram. Just uh, send me a DM. If you received something from this podcast episode, go ahead and share it with a friend and work on it together. You know, there's nothing more fun than doing personal work and development work um, in a playful spirit with a friend to hold each other accountable. That is it for today. I'm going to go nourish myself, taking my dog out for a walk, making myself some lunch, and then I'm going to go gather with a friend, socially distant, don't worry. And we're going to, I don't know, we'll see, talk and talk and talk probably <laughs> if I know her well um, and myself well. All right. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate you. I adore you. And I will see you on the next episode of the Meditations and Musings podcast. Take care of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and learning about the new divine self-care way of being in your life, business, and the bedroom based on the divine feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and a slower pace. If you're ready to bust the myth of overwhelm and tap into an inspired start to each day, I've put together a free video series for you to help you start each day with energy, inspiration, and ignite that inner pilot light which attracts joy, magic, and synchronicity. You can access my three-step magic morning practice to help you ignite your inner light and attract the abundance that you're craving. Head on over to elanalipson.com forward slash gift. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would so love if you share it with a friend, a sister, a mother, a daughter, and please leave a review. That is how the magic starts to ripple out. Here's wishing you a day full of beauty, magic, and divine self-care. I'll see you next time at the Meditations and Musings podcast.